the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So he asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So, if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you have given me. I have not lost one. So even though he is facing trial and torture and death, the good shepherd cares for his sheep. It's a very tense time in the Garden of Gethsemane for Jesus and several of his followers as he is confronted by the chief priests and their entourage. We'll get into this on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands. He'll be in chapter 18 of the book of John. If you'd like to follow along, just turn to the book of John in the New Testament, again chapter 18, and we'll be right around verse 5. I'm Mike Trout. This is an outreach, a daily visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us, where there will be a special Thanksgiving service this coming Thursday at 10 a.m. I'll have more details when we get down to the end of the broadcast. But first, on this Tuesday, here again is Pastor Layton. And by the way, this is the last of the recorded miracles in this gospel, the miracles of him calming the sea and healing the sick and raising the dead. But in this he revealed his deity, and they fell backwards. He revealed to them he was completely in charge. They could not arrest him without his permission. They didn't fall forward, as in worship. They fell backward, as in fear and dismay. Now, all of the ancients regarded this as a miracle, But there have been some skeptics in recent years who have tried to explain it through some other means. It was a natural or psychological event that perhaps uh, one of the soldiers in front tripped and he fell over and he knocked over the 199 soldiers standing behind him or something like that. The fact is that trained soldiers, Roman soldiers, standing in formation don't go down that easily. Now, between verses 5 and 6, no interval can be assumed. So the moment that Jesus pronounced the word, I am he, or I am, the crowd stumbled back and fell to the ground. And that would have included Judas, who was standing with him. And that's why John includes that parenthetical remark in verse 5. This was a divine power that Jesus displayed to strengthen and encourage his disciples. For from this they can conclude that if the Lord had not voluntarily given himself up, then he would have been well able enough to protect himself without their help or assistance. Verse 7. So he asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So... If you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you have given me. 
I have not lost one. So even though he is facing trial and torture and death, the good shepherd cares for his sheep. He got the arresting officers to repeat their orders twice, that their orders were to take Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, well, if you're looking for me, then you're looking for me, not these others. So let them go. You notice the dignity. You notice that Jesus is in charge of everything. He's even telling them who to arrest and who not to. Jesus had given the prophecy that the shepherd would be taken and the sheep would be scattered, but none would be lost. Now, one would have thought that they would have been taken into custody as witnesses or accomplices, but they were not. Nowhere in this gospel does Jesus say these exact words, but the reference is found in chapter 17, verse 12. And there have been objections made that the saying, as originally intended, was for spiritual protection. Whereas here it is applied in terms of physical protection. But an arrest of the disciples at this moment would have been a severe test of faith that they probably would have failed. And in order to protect them spiritually, it required them to be protected physically in this moment. Later, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit and matured in their faith, all of the disciples were willing to give up their lives for their Savior and Lord and their testimony. Verse 10. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servants and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? You know, all four of the Gospels record this incident, but only John records the names Peter and Malchus. I've always wondered why they didn't arrest Peter for doing this. I can imagine that they were in such confusion and disarray they weren't thinking clearly, or possibly that when Jesus healed Malchus, there was no longer any evidence of any wrongdoing for which Peter could be accused and tried. But when John published this gospel, it was decades after the other gospels had been published and after the other apostles had passed away, including the apostle Peter. And so it was no longer possible to punish the assailant. And so he gives the name of the disciple who drew his sword as Peter. Evidently, Peter was emboldened by the triumph of Jesus over the men who had been sent to capture him and And seeing the spectacle of hundreds of soldiers, Roman soldiers, sprawled out, uh, he was inspired to take a sword out of its sheath. And he cut off the right ear of Malchus. And although John doesn't mention it, Luke tells us that Jesus healed Malchus' ear, which was most certainly an act of grace. It was an act of grace towards Malchus, for sure. But it was also an act of grace for, for Peter, Peter might have otherwise been arrested and imprisoned or even crucified. Luke twenty two forty nine tells us that the disciples who saw the soldiers coming asked Jesus if it was time to smite with the sword. They were asking Jesus for instructions. There's only two swords among them. But these 11 apostles were willing to fight 
with hundreds of trained Roman soldiers if Jesus had said to do so. Evidently, Peter didn't ask and didn't wait for an answer. He took matters into his own hands, and everything happened in in an instant. Now, as to the cup, there are a number of cups that are mentioned in Scripture. And this cup, which our Lord was to drink, was given to him by the Father. And it was a horrible cup. It was a dreadful cup. In fact, so much so that he prayed, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And everyone who rejects Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior must drink of that cup. But for those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus drank it for us, even though it was totally repulsive to him. In his perfect humanity, absolutely sinless, he drank that hated cup because it was the cup of our sin, your sin and my sin. Jesus took our sin to Calvary's cross and there paid the wages of our sin, for the wages of our sin is death. In conclusion, Warren Wearsby wrote, Peter had a sword in his hand, but our Lord had a cup in his hand. Peter was resisting God's will, but the Savior was accepting God's will. Peter's sword symbolizes rebellion against the will of God. Peter should have known that Jesus would be arrested and that he would willingly surrender to his enemies. Jesus had been telling him again and again and again. But Peter was convinced that his own way, his own plan was better than God's. Peter made every mistake possible. He fought the wrong enemy, used the wrong weapon, had the wrong motive, and accomplished the wrong result. He was openly resisting the will of God and hindering the work that Jesus had come to accomplish. Now, why? Why did Peter fail so miserably? Well, for one thing, he had argued with the Lord when Jesus warned him that he would deny his master that very night. Peter slept when he should have been praying. He talked when he should have been listening. He imitated the very enemies who came to arrest Jesus, for they also were armed with swords. And Peter's actions were a perfect example of how the flesh tries in vain to solve its own problems, but cannot. Jesus had all of the power that was required to conquer those troops. And later, as he grew, Peter would discover that the sword of the Spirit is the weapon of God's servants that we use in spiritual battles. And so as you face your own challenges in life, Always keep in mind that Jesus has the power to fix any problem you may come across. And before you jump in and make matters worse by taking things into your own hands, remember the story of Peter. The next time you're tempted to grab your sword and start swinging, take a few minutes to remind yourself that Jesus can handle 
the problem without your intervention. And before you do anything else, pray and ask the Lord what you're supposed to do. And then after you've received your answer, follow his instructions. And just watch his supernatural power solve the dilemma that you're facing. Life-changing counsels from our teacher on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, a daily visit. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to our website at highlands.us, where you will find details about a special Thanksgiving service coming up this Thursday at 10 a.m. It just goes for an hour from 10 to 11, and we'd love to have you join us. Again, the details are on the website, highlands.us. What a great ingredient to insert into your Thanksgiving day, a time of worship, praise, and special Thanksgiving. Again, the details are on the website, highlands.us. There is a rotating banner with the specifics. If you don't see that, well, just click on the events link on the homepage. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow at this same time. I hope you can join us as we turn once again to the book of John and study with Pastor Leighton Sheely, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.